Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Betting Pros NFL podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I am your host, Dan Harris, and you can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. Week one is pretty wild, and as we do every year, we learned a ton. Mostly, don't ever bet against the Chiefs because it's going to give you a sick feeling watching the game, regardless of how it's going. Now, this is our Thursday show, so as we're going to do every week, we'll talk about some of our best bets, either against the spread or over-unders. We'll give you a bet to avoid, and then we're going to give you our favorite player prop bet for the week. And with me today to break it all down is Andrew Cayley, a senior publishing editor at Covers. Andrew runs the gamut in terms of sports betting advice, including the NBA, MLB, PGA, and of course, the NFL. And you can find him on Twitter at Covers underscore Cayley. Andrew, how's it going, man? It's going really well. Really excited to be here. Uh, am I the first person to pronounce your name correctly? Ooh, in this season, I believe so. Yeah. Well, that's good because I, I try. I'm like a stickler about pronunciation. So, all right, I, I'll I'll just pull the curtain back a little bit. I I asked you like four times right before we got on. You did. Um, you did. I did. I mean, it, it's bad. By the way, Andrew's name is spelled C A L E Y. So when you're at his Twitter handle at covers underscore C A L E Y. I, I like to pretend I'm smarter than I am, but in the end, I, I, I've got to give it up. I was ready for Cali, but I, I like to clean it up right before we go. All right. All right. Andy, Perfect. Are you ready? Are you uh, ready to dive into week two? I'm ready. I'm... All right. As always, we're going to get started with pick six, where both Andrew and I are going to give three of our favorite bets for this weekend, either against the spread or on the over under. Now, do you get that, Andrew? I mean, it's pick six because pick we're six. making six oh, picks I, I see right? what you did there it's all right a good one. Good. i would take credit for it <laughs> but it was actually made by our last guest ian mcmillan i want to give him credit but as always i'm going to note at the outset that we are recording this shortly before kickoff of the thursday night game so we are not going to be making any picks on the panthers bucks game but if you want to see how i pick that game you can go to bettingpros.com that's going to show you how i and basically every betting expert who makes picks on that site made their picks for every single game We're also going to be using the bettingpros.com consensus odds and making our picks. Those are the aggregate odds that you'll find available in the market. All right, Andrew, let's get it started. Who is your first pick? My first pick is my favorite pick of the week, even though I just am looking at your consensus odds here and I see they've moved to minus three and a half as opposed to minus three. But there's a couple of threes out there and that's the Titans this week as they host the Colts. I uh, I really, really liked the Titans last week. They shocked a lot of people. They derailed that Browns hype train pretty quickly. But one of the hardest things to do when betting football, especially early in the season, is not to overreact to things we've just seen. But that said, the Titans looked really good. Um, they were balanced on offense. They were stout on defense, caused turnovers. It was just really impressive overall. And now there's no Andrew Luck for the Colts, and he owned the Titans. But when Tennessee played the Colts without Andrew Luck. They went 2-0 straight up and against the spread in 2017. That's when Brissett was starting for one of those ailments, Luck ailments. I forget which one exactly it was, but he was not playing, and they did well in those games. I know the Colts' offensive line and defensive line and um, offensive line and defense are much better now, but I think that's not going to be enough to cover the number on the road. I think the Titans are going to sell out to stop Marlon Mack here. He had a pretty big week one. But they've got a really solid secondary, so if they sell out to stop Mac, then they can rely on those guys on the back end to limit Brissett and what he can do. And the key for the Titans on offense, I think, is going to be Delaney Walker. He's fully healthy, and it showed last week he hauled in two touchdowns, so I like that a lot. Have him a lot, in, uh, have him in a lot of DFS lineups this week, so I'm excited about that. And uh, the Colts were one of the worst teams in the NFL last year when it came to defending tight ends, so I can see him having a big impact in this game. I like the Titans by minus three and a half now. And you're okay with that half point move then? 
I, I like I did I saw that earlier when I was when I was looking doing some more research here that it moved. I personally have it three. It makes me a little uncomfortable, but but I I'm still confident in saying the Titans will, the Titans will win this by by at least four points. Now, one of the things that we do at bettingpros.com is in taking the aggregate consensus odds, we show you the odds that are available in a bunch of in a bunch of sports books. So while three and a half is the aggregate line, FanDuel is still offering it at minus three as is points bet. So in the end, you can shop around a little bit and yep. get the best line you want. But you're saying regardless, you still you feel a little less comfortable. But little you're still good with it. You're still you, good with it at three and a half. I'm still good with it at three and a half, but if you can find the three out there, jump on it as soon as you can. All right. Well, 65% of experts, I don't want to, I don't want to get you upset. We're going to start off on like a really fun, you know, you and I are getting along, but 65% of experts on this one are backing the Colts with that spread. So, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to see about that. That's obviously not always indicative necessarily. We'll mark it down. We'll mark it down. We'll mark it down. We'll remember you and I'll talk after this. No problem. (laughs) Well, look, last week I I did all spreads because I just couldn't find enough over-unders that I really liked. But one of my picks actually, and it, it works that it goes here right directly from yours, is I actually like the Titans and Colts game to come under 40 four and a half. So I know both teams scored a lot last week, of course. I don't really see that happening here. I mean, the Titans scored 43 points last week, but they had 12 at halftime. And then Mayfield threw the three interceptions on consecutive drives in the second half. The Titans scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, and they had a pick six. So I kind of think that we can throw that out for the most part. And I don't now, and I really have never had much faith in the Tennessee offense. I'm not a buyer into Marcus Mariota. (laughs) I don't think they want to be an explosive offense, right? Conversely, I do have faith in their defense. They had a great pass rush last week against the Browns. They had five sacks. The secondary is more than adequate. I have faith in Mike Vrabel. I like Team P's. Then you look at the Colts. I preached a bit in the preseason that I didn't expect the Colts offense to drop off into the abyss. I think Jacoby Brissett is more than capable here. They have a great offensive line. They've got enough playmakers to be dangerous. But realistically, I don't think they're the type of offense that's going to be able to put up a ton of points consistently, even though they did get to 24 last week against a solid Chargers defense. Now, their defense struggled last week, right, against the Chargers, but they did sack Rivers four times. They had two takeaways, and the Browns were able to get a lot of pressure on Mariota. They had four sacks as well. So, look, this is a similar defense to last year. The Titans scored 27 points combined against the Colts in both matchups. I think it's going to be a tight low scoring game. So I'm going to take the under here for what it's worth. I checked just, you know, what I like to do. And I explained it last week is when I have a feeling about a game, I like to just check how the money is coming in on it necessarily. If there's any difference, right? Exactly. Now I didn't really see any difference here with the smart money, but roughly 95% of the money last time I checked was generally coming in on the under. Now that does far outweigh the number of bets. It doesn't, it's not, there are, there are markers that, you know, for me, when I look at something, you can tell, right, when it's when it's really sharp. I can't necessarily tell that this is what it is, but that the amount of money coming in does outweigh the number of bets that are coming in, although, again, it is on the under. So for me, that that is at least a small signal that the under is popular by sharp bettors. And again, it's one of these things. I think it's going to be close. And, and realistically, uh, I was a little nervous about this game. I get nervous on division games, man. Yep. I mean, I, I get it, you know, but these teams know each other pretty well. Of course, it's not Andrew Luck. But I do think it's going to be hard fought, and I think it's going to be defensive. So I, three and a half or three, that might have been one actually, which I I could have listed as the one to avoid. I'm not going to do it right now because <laughs> it's up there. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, I'm I'm just trying to you know get you going over here. But no, um, it, it's good. It's you're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. Are you mad now? Are you ready to go and just come I, and be well, like, it's going to come. It's going to be a sixty point game. <laughs> what are you talking about? It, it's funny because I didn't. I specifically didn't put Mariota in my notes because I, he's very polarizing, and you had to go talk about Mariota. I am. <laughs> 
I he's am the quarterback of a team that I'm saying is going to come under. It's hard to avoid him. <laughs> he's a. Uh, I have been a Mariota apologist for a long time, so I I was really excited to see his. I know as a lot of those yards came from that one pretty incredible uh, Henry run last week or catch and run, but I, I still I still hold a little hope that he's not gonna not gonna be a bust. Well, look, I think the one thing that we can all agree, at least about Mariota, is he doesn't have mononucleosis and is going to be out for three weeks like the quarterback of my favorite team, Sam Darnold oh. of the Jets. Oh, it's a rough existence. You're a Jets I just, fan. I'm sorry. I am, man. It's not my fault. I'm from Queens, Jets and Mets. I'm going to live and die with them. So I'm a pretty miserable human being, as you might imagine. All right, let's get to your second pick. What do you got for me? Uh, my second pick here is the Chiefs and Raiders over 53 and a half. Um, you just said you didn't do any totals this week, so I'm glad we get to d- jump into them now. Um, what can I say? I don't know. It's the new season. You mentioned it. The Chiefs The Chiefs are going to give people headaches. They're the same Chiefs as they were last year. They lost Tyree Kill in the second series, I think it was. And they still put up a 40-burger on the Jags, D. And if the Jags are going to give up 40 points, what are the Raiders going to do? I'm not worried about Hill being it at all. Sammy Watkins obviously stepped up big last week. Incredible game. And they still have Travis Kelsey, of course. For me, Tyreek Hill is more like a luxury than a necessity for the Chiefs. Uh, he's great to have, sure. But this offense is all about about Mahomes. And, I, and he's the type of guy who makes everyone around him better. I mean, look at Damian Williams. He was an afterthought prior to this season for the most part. Like, And now he's a guy you have to have in all of your fantasy lineups. Like, he's just, that's how good Mahomes is. As for the Raiders, uh, with AB gone last, uh, gone, they looked focused on Monday night, and it was, Car- David Carr was very efficient, which is a little shocking. He was against a good Broncos D. They didn't play well, obviously. But the key for the Raiders for me is, if that O-line can give Carr time and can keep him upright, he's going to hit receivers. And I think he's going to be able to do that this this week against the Chiefs. Um, he's getting some help now, too, with Josh Jacobs in the backfield. And they're going against a Chiefs D that allowed a rookie in Gardner Minshew, who I'm a big fan of, by the way. Go Wazoo. Are you actually? Are you I, the one? You're I, the one? I love Gardner Minshew. I love... I don't know if it's just, like, the cult following or whatever, but... I honestly don't think he's that much of a drop-off from Nick Foles. I know that might be that might be sacrilege to some people in Philly, but... I just he's he's a talented passer and he went 22 for 25 for 275 yards and two scores it is NFL debut coming off the bench like I I get it and I (laughs) but it's hard to know whether or not but I think the point essentially that you're making really is it speaks volumes as to the Chiefs defense or the lack of the lack of defense yeah and I think that look this is the highest over under of the week I mean higher than the Rams and the Saints okay so which I also like by the way (laughs) you like the over on that one too yes I'm not gonna hold you as one of your three but that would be one that you'd like to I'd like that one as well all right all right well I look this is this is I don't think you're going out on a limb here I agree I mean thing about the Chiefs is that it's just I agree. Hill, I mean, he adds something, of yes, course. Yes, of course. Without a Very doubt. talented, for sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He's a great receiver. But I don't think that it's going to have that much of an impact on how much they're going to be able to score, as they showed last week, where he yep. missed the majority of the game. And Travis Kelsey wasn't even involved last week. So no. they, they can do it in, in a number of ways. And the Raiders looked kind of competent on offense right right Right. yeah it's weird (laughs) absolutely very strange not expecting um i mean betters are are totally agreeing with you here the vast majority of the money is on the over it's a bit of a it's a bit of a square play i would say it's a square play but i don't I think winning oh. money, winning oh, money. You don't apologize. Square. You don't apologize for anything. You're like, well, I don't know, no, buddy. You no. take it to the bank if you've no. got one. I agree I with you here. It. 
I agree with you here totally. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back now into into being you know on the same page. Um, I totally agree with you on this one. I do think it's gonna go over. I I I don't think I would ever bet under on a Chiefs game. Like oh. I I don't know what line they'd have to set because it's such an uncomfortable feeling whenever Mahomes is there. You know. I remember talking about it last year when they were supposed to play that game in Mexico City, and we were just talking around the office wondering what they were gonna set the line at, and we would just figured it'd have to be almost seventy. <laughs> and, yeah. and and it still might not be enough it's it's crazy it's crazy what the chiefs are doing i know and there again because the raiders looked relatively competent on offense i mean yeah. i i would not be concerned here on yeah. the over under so over 53 and a half that's a good one all right uh i'll get to my next one and that i'm gonna take uh the bills laying one and a half to the giants so let's okay. start here let's start here with the giants okay the giants are a terrible football team <laughs> My analysis of this game has now concluded, Andrew, so let's move on to our next one. There's nothing to do with your Jets game whatsoever? Uh, I mean, look, okay, look, (laughs) the Giants' defense is really what is is truly terrible here, okay? It it really is. Janoris Jenkins, he's still solid, okay? I'll I'll give him that. But he is the (laughs) only remotely reliable cornerback on that entire roster right now. They blew a ton of coverages against Dallas last week. They have absolutely no pass rush. They hit Prescott twice last week, even though they blitzed about 40% of the time. I don't think they have any real ability to stop a cohesive offense, in my opinion, all right? Now, whether the Bills have a cohesive offense, (laughs) that's a fair question, and it's why the spread is at one and a half. But I watched the Bills-Jets game closely last week. As I told you, I'm a Jets fan. Yep. And even though it was partly because the Jets were without C.J. Mosley in the second half, I think the Bills figured a few things out, which is why I think they were able to move the ball better. I expect Devin Singletary to have a much bigger role here, regardless of if Frank Gore gets the start. I love John Brown, who looks healthy and strong. Josh Allen has a great rushing ability. I think he sort of calmed down. I know he's still inaccurate, but he kind of <laughs> got it. I'm never, I mean, he's never going to be the most accurate guy, but he got it under control. I think the Bills are going to be able to put up points here. And I'm really not confident that the Giants will do much. And that's particularly with Sterling Shepard, who is still in the concussion protocol as of today. He missed practice. I believe he's still in the concussion protocol. He at least missed practice, so he may miss this game. I like the Bills' defense. They had four sacks last week. They had five quarterback hits, nine tackles for a loss. And we know about Tredavious White being one of the better cornerbacks in the league. I think they can probably put Jordan Poyer on Evan Ingram. I don't expect to blow it here, okay? But the one and a half is completely irrelevant. I talked about it uh, on Monday (laughs) about, you know, the switch. If it was the Giants one and a half, it would essentially be the same thing because you're under those key numbers. It really doesn't make a difference. I do expect the Bills to win here, so I'm going to take them laying a point and a half. Uh, You're not worried at all about how uh, they weren't able to run the ball very well uh, or they were able to stuff Dallas's run game the week before, I mean? Does that concern you at all? Only 2.96 yards per carry last week? Are you asking me if i'm worried about the giants defense is that what you're asking i mean i, I just i'm just devil's advocate i like they, it i like they, you trying to i like you trying to stir the pot man it's okay it's, no okay. i i in no way am i concerned about the Perfect. giants the giants rushing look I, dallas did whatever they wanted and i love dallas i i mean i i, I think their <laughs> offense is, is going to be really great right now with kellen moore it's, sort of it's figuring a, things out it's a fun offense to watch yeah it, it really is and but you know i i really think here i again i don't expect this to be a blowout but you know it, some of it is that it's like well it's the bills second road game in a row it's the second road game but it's in the same place and it, it's in new york and they're they're from buffalo i went to school in buffalo i grew up in new york <laughs> it's an easy trip it's not a big deal i i really don't think that's going to be a big deal so for me picking against the giants at least at the early going <laughs> i'm happy to do that so for me bill's laying one and a half all right let's get to your final pick what do you got my final pick which is funny you mentioned this is 
is the Cowboys at minus five and a half, and that, which is now minus six. I believe I, it's been moving. By the way, it was four this, and a half when we first I, talked about it. It was a four and a half, and then it was five and a half, and then it was down to five again earlier this morning, and now it's up to six. So I'm happy taking this line almost at anything under a touchdown. Those those between four and a half and five and a half, six. That that's almost. It's kind of like that one and a half. Like it doesn't matter. But this seems like this seems like an overreaction line to me. The Cowboys should be. More like a touchdown favorite. I think this is in response to Washington, who played one good half of football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, does that bother you at all? Because they did look surprisingly they, good. They what did, were they, up 27 at the I half? think it was, to me, that was, just, for me, it was all about the Eagles just being hyped up for their home opener and just, like, kind of coming out a little flat. It was all about the Eagles for me in that case. Um, okay. And I was, I was a little shocked. I will say I was a little shocked that Keenum was able to throw as well as he was at points in that game. But they almost got shut out in the second half, and he racked, Keenum racked up a lot of yards on that final drive, which meant nothing. So I think there's something to be said there. Cowboys, like you said, the Cowboys looked good last week against the Giants. They, I guess, I guess you say they limited Saquon as much as anyone can hope to, sort of thing. Like yeah. I. It's a little tough to play. It was well, more that they blew him out so much well, that they couldn't the, run with him. The, exactly though, but that's the thing. They they were good enough that which is going to be a problem for Saquon for a long time, I think, um, that he can't be uh, a productive part of the game plan if they're down by so much all the time. So yeah. uh, Dak looked awesome. He's not still not worth $40 million a season, but he still looks sure. awesome. Um, I think this is another week for Zeke to kind of get his football legs back under. Um, yeah, so I just don't see that Washington has much of a chance here. They're going to put up some yards. The, the Their defense, on the other hand, especially in the second half, looked like – Moving around in the secondary looked so slow. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine how slow they looked. It was. It was. It was a weird thing to watch. So yeah. uh, I'm taking the Cowboys at anything less than a touchdown. I am uh, in 100% agreement with you. Anything less than a touchdown, I'm fine with. I, I was really shocked. The line when it opened seemed like it was begging people to take the Cowboys, which yeah. always makes me worry. Right? Yes, because I know. When- it's because. <laughs> Exactly. They know something we don't. Okay, something's going on here that we don't. The line has moved. Um, I don't. I think it was pretty well known that Darius Geis would be out for the game, regardless. Yep. He's he's now out six to eight weeks. I mean, look, Adrian Peterson. Peterson looked, Peter, yeah. He looked he looked great for the first you know several games of last year. He did. Um, before tapering off. But either way, I agree. I I don't buy this Redskins offense. At least what they showed in the beginning. I certainly yep. don't buy the defense. Although I I, I took some a good deep, players there. Yeah, they they I I think I undersold them a little bit coming into the season they they they, i took a deeper dive into them and and they are better than what i expect i a lot of it honestly is that i think the sky's the limit for the cowboys this year i I am really all in on the offense i mean well the giants are terrible again so we'll we'll have to really see what (laughs) it was really hammering that home well i'm just i don't want to draw too many conclusions from one game against like a really terrible defense but i i do think that kellen moore seemed creative they let Dak throw uh deeper than he usually does yeah i think gallup is taking the next step um i i do expect Dallas to win handily. It always makes me a little nervous, as we talked about with the Titans Colts, taking a divisional game just because these teams know each other incredibly well. But I'm 100% with you, as are the uh, expert consensus. 78% of betters are taking the Cowboys in this one at that spread. So uh, I agree with you. We're 100% on the same page. Uh, for my last pick, I am going to, again, take another over-under, um, which I'm becoming a habit here. Um, and I'm going to start with the under on the Chargers Lions. Now that's set at mm. 48. Now the spread here is the Chargers laying two and a half, and it has been there 
pretty much forever. And I did like that at first, but now that you've got Hunter Henry out, sounds Everyone's like Mike, out. <laughs> sounds like Mike Williams is going to miss the game as well. It's a little hard to really support the Chargers with it being below the key number, but the 48 that feels to me like giving the Lions a little too much credit for what they were able to do against a really bad Arizona a defense. Really right? bad Arizona defense. Not good in any way shape or form. Now look, I, I do I look, I I do like TJ Hawkinson a lot yes. and and they do have it opens up a new dimension for Matthew Stafford and the Chargers surprise surprise are dealing with a ton of injuries um they've gotten injuries at cornerback right now so you know look but in the end what you know here is that Matt Patricia wants to be the slow control the clock yep. running the ball type of team he didn't he doesn't want to really get away from that if he doesn't have to that type of offense is just not conducive to scoring a lot of points and the chargers i mean they put up 30 in overtime last year but they're not really all that explosive at this point austin eckler looked great but he's yep. an obvious downgrade without melvin gordon no hunter henry as we just talked about probably no mike williams and honestly with those two guys out philip rivers after you get past keenan allen he's going to be throwing <laughs> the ball to travis benjamin Dontrell Inman and Sean Culkin. That is not an offense that is going to go nuts. It's also a one o'clock game. Don't forget. We know about West Coast teams that head east. I mean, Detroit East, quote unquote, but they are. It is a one o'clock game. They're not usually on top of their game. So I see this as kind of a tighter and lower scoring game. I think the total should be closer to maybe 46, 46 and a half. So if I can lock it in at 48, I am more than happy to do that kind of forgot benjamin was still in the league there oh you can never forget travis <laughs> benjamin man I, if you play fantasy football then you're he gonna used, know him he, he used to make be some one amazing game. catches oh some just incredible catches <laughs> yeah he, he's got some some random he's gonna it's always possible to catch uh you know a deep ball but in the end i don't think that's this game just screams to me as kind of a a slug it out not really you know i, I don't see this as like a, a 50 point over under for me so i'm i'm happy to lock in the over under i'm sorry i agree i agreed with you i i saw that number and i was like early on this week i was like geez i'm probably gonna bet the chargers but just the, right. the, the way the week is gone it is not not good not it, good it has them. not been a good week for the chargers they deal with more injuries than any than other anyone. team i mean it's yeah. it's really crazy all right let's just sum up here what we like for uh pick six aptly named uh you like the titans length three and a half now you like yep. them at three but you like them laying three and a half to the colts you like the cowboys who are now laying six to the Redskins, I believe. Yep. And you like the Chiefs Raiders to go over 53 and a half. Is that right? That's correct. All right. I like all those. Very good. Um, as for me, I am going to go with the Chargers Lions under 48, as I just said. The Titans Colts under 44 and a half. And I like the Bills laying one and a half to the Giants. So before we move on to our next segment, I want to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's show, BetMGM. Now, you're listening to this podcast, so you obviously are interested in sports betting. That's great. You should be. Sports betting is fun and can make even the most mundane sporting event exciting. You heard about the games we're talking about. Andrew and I are going to be really involved in watching those games to see how our bets come out. But you know what makes sports betting even better? Being able to do it from your phone. And that is exactly what you can do from the BetMGM app if you are in New Jersey. Just search for the BetMGM app on your phone, download it, sign up, and start winning some money. All right, great. So now you're betting on sports and you're able to do it from your phone. Life can't get much better, right? What if I told you that BetMGM is going to make your first wager of up to $500 risk-free? Here's all you need to do. When you download the BetMGM app and sign up using our promo code Harris, that is my last name, Harris, then your first bet of up to $500 is risk-free. If you lose, 
BetMGM is going to credit you the amount you lost up to $500 for future wagers. That is a bet of up to $500 that you legitimately can't lose. Just download the app and use the promo code Harris to claim their promotion, and you can go to BetMGM.com for further details. In addition, BetMGM offers a ton of features that make sports betting even better. They offer early cash out where you can settle a bet before the game ends to lock in winnings or cut your losses. You can track your bet in real time, and they offer daily boosted bets and promotions across all major sports. Just download the BetMGM app, sign up using our promo code Harris, and claim your risk-free $500 wager and enjoy all the perks. You must be 21 years or older, and although you can sign up and easily deposit money anywhere, you must be in the state of New Jersey to place a sports bet. Visit betmgm.com for the full list of terms and conditions. And if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Andrew, let's move on to our next segment. And I'm not going to play the drop every time, so I'll just try to do my best Admiral Akbar impersonation. <laughs> it's a drop! Uh, that, that doesn't really work. I, I, I'll, I I'm liked come it. Up. I liked yeah, it. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's terrible. I got to work on it. But, uh, you know, all right. So we're doing It's a Trap, showing the one bet that stood out to each of us as something that we think needs to be avoided. Why don't you kick us off? Well, I think it's a little obvious, but it's got to be the Pats and Dolphins, right? Oh, goodness. No? No? I, I, I'm not getting anywhere near it. I don't know. But go ahead. Give your reasoning. Well, first of all, I think the line should be more between like 14 and a half and 17. By the way, the line is currently at 18, 18 and, and a half. Just I, so ha- I have seen it as high as 20. Um, and it's... And it. Oh, what did it open at, by the way? I think when I looked at first, it was 14 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, and it jumped up right away. But this is, once again, one of these... The Pats looked amazing on Sunday night football against what was supposed to be a good Steelers team and now might be adding A.B. to the mix. I don't know. We're not going to get into all that mess. But yep. um, and the Dolphins looked well, insert your whatever verb you'd like to use to describe how terrible they are here. Like just how about we say the Giants times? Oh, that's it. That's a good that? one. Is that yep, good? Perfect. All right. All right. Go ahead. Um, like going. really awful, like already printing to a jerseys awful. But that said, it's one of the biggest week two lines I can I can ever remember, especially for a road. A road team. A, I mean, that's really what a, it is, a right? road team. The Pats have a history of struggling in that Miami heat or they've had a few trips down there where they're all oh, we're gassed like, oh, it's Miami whatever. And they're always seem to be good for one of those um, are the Pats done type of games where they look terrible and everyone's like, oh, it's finally over. And of course, it's never over. <laughs> but another angle here is a little bit maybe just maybe Belichick won't want to embarrass Flores too badly. But maybe he will. I don't know. Patricia Patricia upset him with the Lions last year, so maybe he's grumbling a bit about that. Or or the Pats could win by 40. So, like, you literally have no idea what could happen here. So stay away. <laughs> Just stay away. <laughs> I completely agree. I, I, I desperately want to take the Dolphins, and I want this number to keep going up. Yeah. I, I don't know where it, it could get to where I would be okay with picking this game. Either I just don't know. I mean, if you're saying you can have 21 points, I would still hesitate i mean i i might hit the dolphins yeah at that point but i i would still hesitate yeah. because i i just you just don't know the pats can win this game by 35 For points sure. i mean very easily oh, yeah. if, if they decide to keep their foot on the gas but um i'm completely with you and the line just keeps moving up and up and up and i think it, when it's all said and done i think it's gonna be more like 19 and a half when it comes close I to think it so. but um, i think 19 and a half i'm staying yeah, away me too i'm staying away completely yeah all right for me it's the packers laying three to the vikings i mean first off i i mentioned 
divisional games scare me. Uh, two teams who know each other perhaps as well as any two teams in the league. Both of them had an over-under of exactly nine wins heading into the season. Both of them have really strong defenses. And I don't think that we learned enough about what the Minnesota offense is going to look like here last week. Dalvin Cook looked great, of course, but Cousins attempted 10 passes. I mean, they didn't need to do very much. So I have a really hard time analyzing the impact of some of the offseason changes like adding Gary Kubiak. Now, if I were to pick a winner here, I would probably pick the Packers. They're home. They're on extra rest. It's a little tough to go against Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's going to be a really hard fought game. And the spread is right at that key number of three. This is the type of game where I don't know about you. I just don't want any part of it. I'm, I'm in complete agreement. I'm staying away. I have no, I have no yeah. idea what's going to happen. These two teams always play close games, so I'm just. Everyone was speaking about the Packers. Oh, the Packers have a defense now. Well, you were playing Mitchell Trubisky. It was <laughs> we, we didn't. Don't speak ill of Mitch. All right. No, I think the, <laughs> but I think the defense is legit. No, I, I, do, I do. I do. I, I, think... I do think it's better. I will say I agree with you. I do think it's better, but I don't know how we can grade them after play. Mitchell looked. Mitch, are, are you okay calling him Mitch? Or are we still we? I'm telling what you can do whatever you want. Um, I I work uh, closely with uh, I co-host a fantasy football podcast on Sunday nights. He's a Bears fan. He calls him Mitch. He named his dog Mitch. So I you can do whatever you want yep. to do. Uh, we we're not allowed to use Mitch in my office. We also have a very very passionate Bears fan who just sits behind me in the office. So I'm not allowed to use Mitch, but I'll use it here. So I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, look, he did look terrible. They didn't have any preseason, which was a terrible mistake in my humble opinion. Um. So. I agree. It's tough to really draw too many conclusions, but we did know before the season coming in that the Packers had had certainly added a lot on the defensive side of the ball. So I do think that this is just going to be kind of a slug it out game. I think it's going to be really close. And division games, generally speaking, absent the Cowboys and the Redskins, (laughs) which I'm fine with, and I'm with you on that one. Um, I just kind of like to avoid. So before we finish up with our best prop bets, I want to tell you about another one of our sponsors, Sideboss. Now, I told you all preseason about Sideboss's Pro Pick'em Contest, where you pick five games each week and you can be eligible to win a ton of prizes. Well, if you missed it, good news, because you can still join before week two and be eligible to win prizes throughout the season. But Sideboss doesn't just offer college and pro football contests. They also offer MLB contests, both five-inning and full-game varieties. And trust me, having a betting interest in baseball makes the days between NFL games just a little bit easier. And don't miss playing the upcoming UFC Fight Night 158 main event with Cowboy Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. Just play any Sideboss weekly or daily free-to-play games, get all the picks correct, and bam, win cash and an entry into the Sideboss $150,000 private NFL against the spread contest. Just go to contests.sideboss.com, use promo code BETTINGPROS. That's contests.sideboss.com, promo code BETTINGPROS. All right, buddy, let's move to our final segment, Top Prop, where we will each list one prop available in the market that we like. Start us off. Well, I'm going to go with another game I hinted at before, um, the Saints and Rams. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think that's going to mean good things for Robert Woods. He's... uh, had almost eight and a half targets per game last season, and he's continued to be Jared Goff's favorite weapon this year with 13 targets in week one, and he caught eight of them for 70 yards. But my favorite thing about Woods in this matchup is his consistency. He, like, there's not many guys who just, he just keeps churning out catch after catch after catch, and now he gets to go up against this Saints secondary that had all sorts of problems with the Texans last week. Uh, obviously, the Rams don't have anyone like, like DeAndre Hopkins, like that dude's special, but. 
they have enough guys that are almost at that level, like Woods and Cup and even Brandon Cooks a little bit. I think multiple of these guys could have big games here. The Saints also play uh, much worse traditionally outdoors than they do inside the Dome. But I'd have no problem with taking Woods over his receiving yards, over 70. And even if, you can even take his over receptions. Well, I expect that to hit the board around five and a half. And he's, I think he's going to go over that as well. There's just, uh, Marcus Lattimore is a good cornerback, but they, he can't cover everybody. And even he had trouble with, he was even having trouble last week there against Hopkins. And, um, McVay is very good at moving receivers around into the open spaces in the field to get guys to make plays. Out of curiosity, is there anything that makes you feel better about Woods than you would, let's say, at Cup or at Cooks at a similar, um, you know, uh, over-under for receiving? Uh, Woods, it, like I said with Woods, it's just his consistency. He's he's the guy that's, that's the security blanket, I think. And if there are troubles for Goff, which he has shown that he can get a little rattled ever since the Super Bowl, and you, he he doesn't make always the best decisions, but you always have that security blanket, and Woods seems to be that guy. And like I said, just the Saints, the Saints defense did not look very good on Monday night, so I, I really like I like Woods in the lot in this matchup. I I really have a hard time ever having a problem with uh, anything with Woods going over receiving yards. He's one of my favorite receivers in the league. Still underrated, I think too. Sorry, sorry. He is, man. He is. He's he's finally starting to get his due a yeah. little bit because they went to the Super Bowl, so people started knowing his name. But he's really one of the best receivers um, in the NFL. For me, I'm going to go with Sony Michelle to go over 75 yards rushing. And we talked about the spread in that game. Um, I think we both expect the Patriots to win easily, as does anybody who has ever watched a football game. And look, <laughs> Michelle Michelle did nothing last he did not. against the Steelers. I fully admit that he gained just 14 yards, and Rex Burkhead looked he pretty looked good, good. But yeah. look, he did look good, and it's a crowded backfield, and I, I'm not sure how I feel about um, Michelle long-term for the rest of the season if I'm going to be looking at these prop bets. But, you know, he got 15 carries last week. He did nothing with them, but he got 15 carries. And assuming that he gets that again, I'd honestly feel good about him going over the 75-yard mark if you just told me he's going to get those 15 carries. The Dolphins allowed 265 yards rushing to the Ravens, nearly six yards per carry. But the big thing is I actually expect Michelle to get even more work. You know they're going to be ahead and we don't you know whether or not they they keep their foot on the gas or they take it off, they're probably going to be running and a fair amount it's going to be hot. They're not going to want to have the guys get too extended generally. Yep. Michelle is from South Florida. It's probably something where they're going to want to give him uh, a big game so I could see him getting closer to 20 carries. I think he's going to beat that 75 yards by a pretty easy margin. Again, th- this game's difficult to kind of look at and say, we think this is what's going to happen. <laughs> Other than you could say that the Patriots are going to win by a massive amount. Whether that amount is going to be more than 18 and a half points, we're not really sure. But we know they're going to win. Well, pro- almost certainly, you don't know anything. Almost <laughs> certainly going to win. They're going to be playing from ahead. They're going to probably, at some point, want to just run the ball. Um, and I think that they're just going to let Michelle, who's from that area probably have a little more run with it so i hope you're right i'll take michelle yeah over 75 i have a lot of i have a lot of uh fantasy stock in sony michelle this year so i really hope you're right <laughs> yeah i understand it was a rough rough beginning oh, for it, you was. There, but, uh, it was yeah yeah it's all right and again well you're avoiding the 18 and a half bet but i'm gonna get in on that game by getting michelle over 75 and again you like woods and we it's around 75 yards receiving and you'd also take roughly over five and a half catches yep. right I would. Okay, wonderful. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on. You were great. Can you remind everyone where they can find more of you and your work? You can find more from me at covers.com, and you can find more from me personally at Twitter, 
uh, covers underscore Kaylee, C-A-L-E-Y. And I've got tons of football content, uh, a lot of college football stuff too, if you like that sort of thing. Um, I'm a big college football junkie. And uh, MLB postseason coming up too, so... Really, really a lot of exciting stuff going on. By the way, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan as well. So I encourage everyone, by the way, to, you know, really look into sports betting when it comes to MLB. There's a lot too, of fun stuff for baseball. Like you mentioned five innings in one of the... Uh, there uh, yep. i love i love five inning bets i love i love i love first inning score bets like just i love breaking down pitchers and matchups with starters lots of fun a hundred percent and it, it's every day that's the best every part day. of it so you don't have to wait necessarily just till thursday or sunday or monday you can do it every day well that's great andrew really thank you again for coming on i hope we can do it again soon i can't wait all right. I want to remind everyone before we go about BetMGM, where you can place your first wager of up to $500 risk-free on the BetMGM sports app, and Sideboss, where they offer a ton of contests in nearly every sport for you to hone your skills as a handicapper. Good luck with your wagers this weekend, my friends. We'll be back breaking down the early lines next week. 